Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Poach Personal Finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Shanna Bell. Shanna, are you ready to do this? Always, George. Let's go. Excellent. Let's do this. Shanna is a consultant, blogger, and author, as well as a returning guest on the Money Savage podcast. She was on episode 63, talking about making budgets work. So, Shanna, I'm excited to have you back on. Thank you for having me again, George. I love your podcast. I like being on. Awesome. So, you think you told us a little bit about your personal life last time, but tell us something else about what you're working on. And we were talking about parents and kids and money today. So, share some other details with us, please. Sure. Um, well, if if you listened to the previous episode, then uh, you'll remember we have uh, we're a blended family with five kids. So that can get uh, tricky sometimes from a financial standpoint as well as other standpoints. Um, and uh, currently I am um, actually getting ready to release a book um, which talks a lot about um, finance and uh, diversity. So I'll let you know more about that when it comes out. We're planning for hopefully before December, but we'll see what happens with my publishing house. Um and um, I think today we really were going to try and talk more about um, parenting and money and how to talk to your kids and whether you should or shouldn't and all that good, happy stuff. Um, I know for me as a child, my parents talked to me about money. Um, my dad, especially because he's kind of always been a numbers guy and into finance. Um, he was a VP of finance for a couple different companies along with being an engineer. So he's just kind of wired that way. Um, he always taught us when we were children, not to live beyond your means. Like that was a big thing. He drilled it into our heads. Never live beyond your means, never live beyond your means. Like, so that's something I still have in my head now. Um, and he taught us how to balance checkbook, which I have found as an adult. And as I've talked to, um, other adults, a lot of people still don't know how to do that, which to me is amazing. But if you don't know, because you've never been taught, then, you know, <clears throat> it's not second nature. Um, so growing up with that information and then seeing as an adult that other people don't have the same financial information that I have um, kind of triggered me when I first had children to make sure that they understand uh, finances. Because whether you like money or not, and everyone has a different opinion on money, and a lot of times it's fear-based, um, that money is a part of our culture. At this point in time, it is. So whether you like it or not, you have to learn about it and you have to figure out how it can affect your life. And sometimes it can affect your life in very great ways or it can have the opposite effect. Um, but as parents, I think it's part of our job to teach children um, about money, the ins and outs, what, you know, what it does and that it shouldn't be a fear based thing. Um, because I'm sure George, as you know, that anytime you go into anything with fear and this can be money, it can be food, it can be um, experiences, it could be anything um, you aren't necessarily going to make the best choices because you're afraid of what the potential outcome is. So you're more susceptible to some of the negative nuances that may occur. Yeah. Um, so a lot of awesome <clears throat> stuff there. I mean, talking about speaking from, from great experience with having a really positive experience with money growing up. And now I know that you shared 
how at one point in your life you were a single mom with two kids living on $800 a month for a food budget and now five kids in a blended family. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get into this. Uh, yeah. and there's no two ways about it that, that how you're exposed to money as a child, be it good or bad, will have a uh, probably a pretty dramatic influence on how you uh, approach money as an adult. So I think it's really important to look at that for those who are listening, but then also to be intentional with how you are talking to your kids about money. And like so many things, this is probably one of those things that sounds easy and does hard. Um, so how how do parents get started? Uh, I think the, the best way to get started is, um, you know, understanding more about how you feel about money um, as an adult and kind of getting a better grasp on that. Uh, because like I said, a lot of adults still have a fear-based attitude around money. Um, and if you have a fear-based attitude around it, your children are going to emulate your behavior. And so I think that's the first step is figuring out how you can look at money from a different perspective if you still haven't quite gotten there yet. And there are plenty of tools um, and financial advisors and bloggers and coaches that can help you with that. Um, I think that's the first step, in, in my opinion, because I think that's the hardest thing. Um, some, you know, some clients of mine and a lot of friends and some, you know, family have that I've dealt with have had a hard time understanding that money doesn't have to be that difficult. It's not, it doesn't have to be scary. So getting over that hump is the first thing and that can take the longest. Um, so that's, that's the first step in my opinion. Yep. And that's what we're interested in. Shanna is your opinion on this. So please. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not a financial so, advisor. <laughs> Well, no, I, I think that's it by saying that. <laughs> no, for sure. That's I I, um, I think that so few people really have taken any time at all to really consider that um, and to formulate. This is really what I think and what I want our family, how I want our family to approach money and what are our values around how we approach money. Do we take on debt? Do we overspend? Do we live within our means? So, I think mm -hmm. that that's incredible advice. Yeah. Do, well, or another one is, do we pay cash for everything or do we mm. use credit cards? You know, do we use multiple credit cards? Do we use lines of credit? You know, and everyone has a different opinion on that. And there's lots of gurus that will tell you one way or the other way. You have to decide as with food, because that's another big, a big hot topic of mine that you have to decide what works for you, what works for you and, and how you feel in your family, because everybody's different and that's okay. Right. All right. So figuring out what you think about it, and then where, where do we go from there? Um, for, for me, the next step when it, when it comes to children is, as I talked about in the previous podcast, doing a budget. We do ours weekly. You don't have to do it weekly. Some people say monthly is fine. Uh, some people do biweekly. You just need to find the comfort level for you so that you feel okay with the direction that you're going. Um, and we, we do our budget meetings when the kids are around. Um, so because we want them to hear what we're saying, we don't necessarily include them in the conversation right off the bat, but we do it with them present so that if they have questions, they can ask them and they're overhearing what we're talking about. Um, we have talked to them about the food budget multiple times, um, cause that's a, a big part of our budget for us because <laughs> there are so many of us, sure. um, and so when I take them, I'll take some of them grocery shopping different. I won't necessarily take all five kids cause that's a hot mess. Um, but I'll usually, <laughs> I'm never getting out of the store if that's the case. Um, so I'll usually take maybe sometimes two or three of them. Um, but 
we'll discuss, you know, the cost of things. I also make them read ingredients. That's a topic for probably a different podcast, but, um, I'll make them look at the costs of things and, you know, we'll talk about what the budget is. And then when we check out, I'll say, okay, so how much did we spend? And, you know, so how much do we have left in the budget if we spend, cause we do two big grocery shops a month. So I'm like, if we spend this amount again, the next time, then where are we with our budget? Because I want them just understand the simple, they're old enough to understand the simple addition and subtraction math. So um, that way they're involved in it. And I found that from that aspect, it also cuts down on some of the food waste because they understand how expensive food is. Um, But if they, if they're not involved in that, then they don't, they don't understand it. Um, Same thing with, um, electronics. Electronics are a big thing for kids. I know, I think yours is still a little bit younger. Um, if I recall correctly, he'll be two next month. Yeah. He's still a little bit younger. We have two 13 year olds and then a couple who are a few who are younger than that. So electronics have kind of been a thing for a while now. Um, but we try to make them responsible. So they have to do some chores and they come up with, um, a dollar amount. They think the chore is worth so I'm also in, I'm also engaging them in negotiation skills because I feel like that's an important thing to have as an adult, knowing what something is worth and how much how much work it's going to take for you to earn that. Um, and so they negotiate uh, with us as to what they think, you know, weeding the yard for an hour is worth, which they all hate, um, you know, versus <laughs> versus vacuuming the house or putting dishes away or doing laundry. Um, and so, you know, for us, we've come to some sort of negotiation as to what it costs. And they know that if they want to earn something like my son wanted a phone, he's 13. And in order for him to get it, I told him the deal was that he was going to have to work to a, he'd have to find the best phone for what he wanted. B, it needed to be something within his means. Now, let me just forewarn you and tell you the boy spends money like it's water. So I have a more difficult time with him than I do with some of the others that are natural savers. But, um, you know, he, it, he had like $14 in his checking account. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. I was like, so phones are more than that. So he came up with a plan to get the phone he wanted. He found the phone he wanted. He did the research because I also make him do the research because I find that's an important skill to have as an adult. And, um, he negotiated with the seller and got the seller to come down $25. Nice. So, yeah, which was pretty, I was pretty impressed. I said, good job, buddy. Um, so, but the deal then is that he still didn't have the money. So I agreed to purchase the phone for him, but he had to do all of these chores he said he was going to do. And until he did, the phone sat on display in my office. Um, and so then once he finished earning the money by working it off through doing all these pre-negotiated chores, then he got the phone. Nice. Um, but he also pay, also has to pay half of his his monthly um, plan usage because that's the other deal. And if he doesn't, I take it away. So um, I'm trying to teach them how to be responsible with money because at this point, our older ones especially are getting close to the age where they're going to, you know, in a few years, they're going to start wanting cars. And then after that, they're going to college and they're on their own. Um, and I feel like, you know, it's there's a certain point once they are out of your house that you really kind of missed the boat when it comes to teaching them the important lessons uh, about finance. And, you know, that kind of sets the stage for how they live the rest of their life. Yeah, there's no question about that. So what is your take or your thoughts on on a stipend or an allowance? So we discussed that because when I was a child, uh, we got allowance. 
We had to do our chores every week by Saturday at noon, and inevitably all three of us um, would be scrambling around at 9 a.m. on Sunday trying to do our chores and fighting over who had who got the vacuum and the duster and the cleaning right. stuff. And, the, um, and if you didn't get it done by noon, then, then you didn't get your chore money for the week. Um, we attempted to kind of implement that <clears throat> a while ago, and it just didn't seem to work out as well as it did when I was a kid. Although I do know other parents who do the chore, the chore thing, and I think that's great. For us, we found what works better is that we have a chore list with the pre-negotiated amounts. And, you know, I'll ask them to do chores throughout the week. And what they do, we keep a running tally of what they do. And then the deal with us is that because we obviously own their bank accounts at this point or we're the co-signers. Um, we transfer the amount of money that they earned. Let's say they earned $40 that week. We transfer $20 of it to their savings and we'll transfer $20 of it to their um, checking so that the older boys can use their debit account if they want to. Um, and that's kind of how we do it. Our deal is that they have to put 50% in savings and they can't touch it. It's a no touchy touchy account. <laughs> They're not allowed to take money out of it. Got it. Um, that doesn't mean that they'll have, you know, a gold mine by the time they're in college, but we want them to understand that while they're not getting taxed on this money we're giving them, some of that money is not going to be in, you know, for immediate spend. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a really, really, really important thing. Um, so, and I, I also love the idea of assigning a dollar value to certain tasks. So whether it's you need to be doing this on a weekly basis or there's perhaps larger projects around the house that they can earn additional money for, um, just yeah. really linking the money to those. I think that that's valuable. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I feel it is, especially this past week. Yeah, you might find this funny. My um, The oldest one wanted to earn some more money because he wanted to buy a birthday present for one of the other kids, and he doesn't have any money in his account right now. As previously mentioned, he likes to blow everything. Um, but... You know, he said, well, I think that I would get more money if I worked part time somewhere. And I said, well, first of all, this, this, the law in this state is you have to be 14 in order to get a work permit. So you're not there yet. But second of all, minimum wage is actually less than what I'm paying you for some of these. And he said, no, I think minimum wage is 15. I said, I think <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> he said, no, it is. I said, oh, watch this. It is not. And I looked it up. And right now it's I think in this state it's $7.25. Um, so he said, 15. that's it. Yeah. I said, yeah, that's it. I pay you more than that. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And I don't make you clean fryers or go clean other gross bathrooms. Like you're lucky. So you should be lucky that you get to go do all of this and you're, you're getting paid more. And right now it's tax free. Um, but I think a lot of, a lot of people, especially kids don't, they don't understand that if they hadn't had to work for it. And then when you go out into the workforce and you're working at, you know, I'm just going to fast food or retail, you know, your first job and you're getting paid minimum wage, you're saying, God, this is horrible. And that's the first time you really get an, an idea of what money is worth. I just want them to know ahead of time what it's worth and that it's hard work sometimes to get it. Yeah, I think that it's, I, I was curious what kind of resistance that you get. And I think probably a big part of that is simply that the young people, because why would they, don't have an appreciation for the value of a dollar and really what it takes to earn money. So that's a really valuable mm -hmm. thing to be able to teach. Um, yes. But back to the resistance piece, how, how is that? Are, are your own biological children, are they harder to deal with or easier or are your stepkids harder or easier to deal with with money? No, um, it's, it's actually neither. It's all based on their personalities. Okay. Um, 
I mean, it really is. Uh, and we have different rules over here than they have at their other houses. They don't, for some, for some reason, our, our exes have similar personalities, which is kind of funny, um, in that they don't make them do chores and they just kind of give them whatever they want, which has made it more difficult for us from a teaching perspective because that's not how life works. That'd be great if that's how life worked. People right. would just hand me whatever I wanted when I wanted it. Um, so it's been more difficult for us. So I feel like we get more resistance sometimes from them, but they know that's just the deal over here. On the upside, we have found that um, when we make them work for stuff, and depending on what it is, sometimes we've either made them work for to earn the money for half of it or for all of it. It just it depends on their age and you know um, what the item is. That those items they cherish and they don't break. They're very careful with them. They treat them with respect because they know how hard they had to work to get it. The other stuff that like the other parents have bought them they trash. I mean, it's just junk. And it's kind of funny to me that the, the, uh, the ex spouses don't understand this yet, because to me, it's just common sense. If you have to work hard for something, you have a tendency to have more respect for it and you cherish it more It's something about human nature. But if it's just handed to you, you don't understand all the work that went into it. And so a lot of times, especially as a child, you just don't treat it with the same level of respect. I couldn't agree with you more. So I think that that is a very, very real thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Shanna, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I would, I would say my best difference-making tip when it comes to parenting and money is include your children in your budget and financial conversations. Maybe not in as great of depth, depending on their age, but include them in it so they start to learn. Um, a better understanding of money because children emulate our behavior and our job is to teach them so they can be, you know, the best, greatest selves that they can be when they're adults. And children are smarter than we give them credit for. We assume that they don't understand what we're talking about with money, but they do. If you include them in it, they will understand. Um, And hopefully that will change their lifelong perspective so they're not afraid of money, but they see it as a tool to get them to where they want to be. Well, that is great stuff that definitely gets a come on. Come on. And I'm pretty sure that my almost two-year-old understands everything that I say, so certainly money. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they do. They're very – I've always spoken to my kids the way I speak to you. And my kids are very – the children are all very smart, which sometimes irritates teachers. Yeah. (laughs) But 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 they're very – children are very smart individuals. They come into this world as a blank canvas. So what you teach them, they learn. They soak it up. So why not teach them the good lessons? That's right. So he's soaking up the information and then giving me a look like I'm really stupid back to me. So Yeah, we get that sometimes too. The 13-year-olds wonder how we're still alive. That's right. Well, <laughs> Shannon, get better. <laughs> th- thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Uh, they can find me on my website, adaptivenourishment.com, uh, or I'm on Facebook, also adaptivenourishment.com, or Shanna Bell. That's S-H-A-N-A-H-B-E-L-L. I'm on Instagram, Adaptive Nourishment, I think Adaptive Nourish, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, and I have a Pinterest account, but I'm not very active on it, to be honest. (laughs) Got it. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Shannon your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find her on her website as well as all of her social media, which I will link to in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Shannon. Thank you, George. It was great speaking with you again. 
And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!